I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's time to talk about football. My name's Marcus Speller and Luke Moore's here. I can feel the power here inside of me. Jim Campbell's here. Me too. And the powerful Pete Donaldson. My power's popping out. Welcome to the power room, ladies and gentlemen. The power re- room? Yeah. Sounds, like a, sounds like an awesome gym I want mm. to go to. That is just any room that you, you're in, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but we do have an awesome gym amongst us. Though, hey. Peter. I mean, I said I had the power inside of me. I didn't realise how powerful the room was in general. Mm. <laughs> Some of it got in you. It did. And it'll never escape. <laughs> like that lake at the bottom of the ocean in Blue Planet. I mean, oh. You see that? Amazing. Anyway, we haven't like got time it. for that probably, but it was good. No. Yeah, we do. All right, well, listen. It's a podcast and we're in our own studio. We've I, got all the time we want. Marcus, I get the impression that David Attenborough might explain it slightly better than me. So <laughs> go on to iPlayer, that's all I'll say. I mean, oh. I mean you could start with Everton's uh, you know, situation and go with a blue planet there. Uh, but you're not going to, because there's all bigger we, stories. Well, really, Peter, you should have said we should have gone with Manchester City and gone with the blue moon. Yes. Or, okay. Marcus, mm. could we perhaps go for... I'm helping you out here. Could we perhaps go for a claret and blue planet? <laughs> yes. In light of what's happened to Mr. Billich. Yeah. I mean... Obviously, it's sad for Billich, but we, we, we do appreciate the West Ham owners doing that before we came in the studio. Absolutely. DG. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that they're doing that. Also, 
There is a silver lining for Bilic in that he's one of the few managers who can genuinely just get the band back together. Robert, Robert, Robo. Here's a fact for you. That Spons- was the name of his band, in case anybody. Here's a fact for you, sponsored by um, Opta. Mm-hmm. Right. Slaven Bilic has the best points per game ratio of any West Ham Premier League manager. Wow, is that true? Yeah. That's point, dreadful. 1.33 <laughs> points per game. Get him back in. Largely based on that season, the album, they were really good. Yeah. Well, still. Yeah. Still counts. Harry yeah, Redknapp and, and Big Sam Allardyce don't agree with you. No. And the British managers should get a chance. But they had that thing, didn't they, where they kept giving him like two games or three games and results would improve a little bit. Maybe if they sack him and then immediately re- rehire him, yeah. it would just be an extension of that. And I'm also, I'm, I mean, I hope you guys understand what I mean. I mean, Slaven Bilic is practically a British manager, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In everything he does, he's a British manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's got that aim steel. for a lot of British goals, don't they? With with big Andy Carroll up top. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, all his assistants, or, or, or certainly most of them, have gone. Uh, DG inclu- dudes have gone, yeah. <laughs> including Julian Dix. Yeah, that JD. means someone's had to fire Julian Dix. Yeah. Oh, don't want that job. Hopefully, he just walked of his own accord. Is it is it fair to say that West Ham didn't make it that difficult for Liverpool <laughs> in that game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. You, even Billich, poor old Billich, after the match in in the in the interview. He was resigned to it, wasn't he? Like he yeah. even said, "Yeah, I, I, you know, I believe in myself and all that, but you know, killer instinct, etc." With the with the era man who very much did used to believe in himself, <laughs> and we've all been there. We've I, mean, all been I there. sort of admire that the sort of self awareness or, or the awareness of the situation. Certainly, well, well, well he can have a, his own little stadium migration to a new house <laughs> wherever he chooses to manage <laughs> next. Yeah. I'm I, a house I, migration. Could just, I can imagine Slavin at half time just coming into that. To the, to the dressing room and saying to the team I mean we did say we were going to make it harder for him didn't we <laughs> I don't expect you to win they're much better than us much better miles better but we did say we were going to make it harder remember the chat we had about the running stats <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, let's yeah. try and get that average up at least um, although my points the games ratio is looking pretty good yeah. despite what happens today um, compared to other West Ham managers David Moyes is poised to take over yeah, David I'm, Poise David Poise <laughs> yeah. see this is a fascinating one for me because we've already seen that you know with a, a not great squad that don't try that hard, he's, he's not really the same Stop. pair of hands you need, is he? That's all you need to say, James. David Moyes. He's sort of like the ferryman that takes you from the land of the living to the land of the dead. Yeah. You know what I mean, surely he's, he's also surely known he's as Sunderland. Yeah. Quite. Is it fair to say they probably would have welcomed Pardew? Like yeah, more yeah, than that. Quite at least with Pardew, at least there is that kind of six games that he starts with. Oh, well, you know, it is. is it down to six now? <laughs> is it? I know what you mean, but is it down to six games now? That's all they I need. haven't checked. Yeah. I haven't checked. Games oh, yeah. one off each time, presumably. Yeah. It's this bad that Pete saying get Pardew <laughs> in. It's, yeah. it's just such an <laughs> underwhelming appointment, isn't it? That nobody will endorse, care about. I, oh, man. Well, well, at the time of recording, he, he hasn't been appointed yet, right. but all the uh, reports and the <laughs> um, suggestions say. The, the, well, he's um, come back from Qatar. A fairly, a fairly big um, West Ham supporters Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the name of it but it was fairly sizable ran a poll saying um, I hope the owners will look at the, um, look, at the look at the poll we're, we're, the big, we're the biggest West Ham supporters yeah. foundation or whatever we, yeah. we hope the owners will look at the results of this poll and the question was do you want David Moyes as the next manager at West Ham <laughs> oh, no. and I'll give you a chance to guess how many people said yes what uh, percentage I reckon uh, 25 no I reckon bear in I reckon, mind this might happen I reckon 86% of people said no Jim? Yeah, I would say... It's not going for gold, no pressure. No, quite. I would say 22% said yes. 25% yes. 9% said yes. 91% said, no thanks, Davey. Off you go. Jog on. As they would say in East London, jog on, you son. Yeah, melt. (laughs) 
did they come up with any other suggestions, or was it just a, a, a thumbs down to uh, was Moyes? It, was it an option because it's just a Twitter <laughs> poll, isn't it? So you just oh, have yeah. to get. Mm. You have to vote. It was. Uh, it you was of all people should know that. Well, you can, you Peter, can have loads Peter. Of, I put on uh, a radio vote that um, what is your favourite primate, and uh, the all four answers were Gibbons. Oh, because okay. that's the only answer. All of the answers. All of the answers were oh. Gibbons. It Gibbons. was. It was an advisory referendum, <laughs> as referendums often are, about <laughs> yeah. David Moyes. It's and, not legally binding. And no. the people have spoken. <laughs> Would, what, what, what other things would be better than David Moyes at managing West Ham? Gibbons. I'll give you. Well, there's one. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you a few things to start with. See, I, um, like, I actually quite like David Moyes, and, I, and it's a shame to hear this, but I understand. I've got a few. I've got a few ideas. Okay, Andy Carroll, player manager. That'd be better. <laughs> so an actual plate of pie and mash. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Jim, you're on board with that. Yeah, bubbles, uh, actual air bubbles. Yeah. A man dressed as a jelly deal. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say a jelly deal. Okay. He's gone for bubbles. A, a, bubbles. a distant... Uh, oh, not Michael Jackson's a distant, uh, monkey. A distant uh, chimpanzee. Uh, a distant relative of the craze. Yeah, yeah. and also... The, which there are so many of, apparently. <laughs> what about um, for next permanent manager, a fading memory of a big contribution to a World Cup win? <laughs> Could be could that. that. Could that do a yeah. job? Up, Upton Park? <laughs> could Upton Park do a job? <laughs> could the bowling ground manage West Ham? Yeah, a, lo- a local hammer supplier. <laughs> the, the one pound fish man. Yeah. yeah. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? Anyone for any more? There's uh, enough to be getting on with yeah. there. They've got a decision to make there, haven't they? <laughs> well, let's do our own Twitter poll. Yeah. And that will be legally binding. Yeah. <laughs> so West get your fields. votes in. But, but Liverpool were very good, and, 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 oh. and Mo Salah particularly. I know everyone knows Mo Salah's a good player, and I know that um, it's not going to have escaped, uh, escaped many football fans' attention how good he's been this season. But I still think he's been a bit underrated. I, th- I, th- I think you're absolutely right there, and I think it's because the, the focus has been on Liverpool's defence thus far this season. And mostly Man City as well. And mostly Manchester yeah. City. But Mo Salah has been absolutely phenomenal. 12 goals already. Yeah. 2012 got for the position he plays. Mm. Now I know he's playing um, quite far up the field, uh, even though he's on a, a more uh, wide position and obviously has freedom to sort of roam in that dynamic front three that they have. But 12 goals already. Yeah, for it's, Liverpool it's fantastic return. And, and, and as I said in previous shows, where like he is so much of the focus, the fulcrum of everything that goes through Liverpool, and he's not, and he's a supplier of goals as well, or, he, yeah. or he's yeah. supposed to be. What, what so, I really he's like got about, a lot in his locker, definitely. Mm, mm. Like, what I like about this sort of the clear sort of transfer strategy with that was like they've looked at Sadio Mane and how effective he's been. It's like what, Let's what if we can replicate that on the other side, and <laughs> yeah. it just has worked that well. And it's also relieved sort of relieved that burden on Mane as well to sort of be mm. you know the guy that makes everything because, happen because, if he's not there because their season sort of fell apart a little bit when he was absent last year, and and. Um, <clears throat> I was watching that game. I'm obviously not a West Ham fan, but I was watching that game through my fingers. With, yeah, with, yeah. The, with, with the way that I understand that a team needs to push on, especially at home, and I think they're already 2 0 down at this point. So I, I, I do get it. I do get that you can't just shut up shop and take a 2 0 defeat at home, <laughs> especially with the sort of atmosphere around the club at the moment. But they got, them, but, they got the goal from Lanzini they, back in, which they, is a great goal. They did, but when they committed forward, I mean, they can see it a minute later. But when, when, <laughs> yeah. They did. Yeah, when, yeah. when they got forward, it's almost a bit, you're, you're, you were fearful for them. It was the same with Arsenal and Man City, which we'll come on to in a, in a wee bit. You're fi- I'm, I'm almost watching it through my fingers because yeah. I'm thinking, if they get you on the break, if they get a ball to feet and they break here, you yeah. are in big trouble. Big trouble. It was quite telling that Klopp, you know, Klopp always goes a very attacking lineup, but like Emre Chan was, you know, the only midfielder that was even even in the direction of being vaguely defensive. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They just they just knew they could overrun them away from home as well. Like they, you know, it speaks a lot of Klopp's confidence as well. But just how how people view West Ham and that has to change. What even the yeah. fans? I mean, it's a luxury you can afford when you've got Ragnar Levan in the centre back position, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it was when they considered the fourth after seventy five minutes. A lot of the home fans started leaving. 
which is that's how they view their own club. You know, what's yeah. the point? Although Andy Carroll's issued a, a sort of a, a battle cry, hasn't he? He believes that this is not a good idea. He said they should be staying. They should be staying until the end. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean they well, do, know do know what's <laughs> going to happen, yeah. which is what's what they're leaving. If, if West Ham had pulled it back to four three and then hit the bar in the last minute, yeah. you can sort of say, well, you know, we, uh, yeah. no, well, you, they, you, they, you, they, they conceded the fourth. And then you just carried on and it was a tepid 4-1 loss. Yeah. <laughs> but to that, be fair to Andy Carroll, obviously he said that in the heat of the moment. It's very emotional. and He's already got quite a bit of stick about it from West Ham fans. Um, but like, you know, late goals do make a difference come the end of the season. And if you are at the point where, I know this game is obviously written <laughs> off by that point, but if you're at the point where you can still get yeah. back in it and everyone's leaving and assuming that you've messed it up again and they hate you, you, you know, if, if that takes the wind out of yourselves a little bit, which it shouldn't as a professional, yeah. but you know, people are just people, aren't they? Uh-huh. You, you know, it, it does put you at a slight disadvantage. No, fine margins are important. Look, you're, you're absolutely right. Don't and, go. And we might concede another. <laughs> yeah, there's some good players in this Liverpool side, and you might miss goal yeah, the season. Um, but you, you are correct. But the, the example he then gave you might was miss the greatest Egyptian that ever played. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mido, come on. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he then said, "Well, you know, for example, look at the Palace fans when they equalised yeah. in the 97. Oh, don't remind yeah. them of that. That's the worst example he could have picked. <laughs> and for those who don't remember, that was against West Ham. Which, a, a bizarre. Yeah. But the thing is, it's a bizarre example." Example, but it stems from the fact that he probably couldn't think of an example of Leicester scored late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, but they could be against Spurs at home. Yeah, well, quite. That, I mean, that, that was a bit. That more was likely. the other example that you cited as well, wasn't yeah. it? So you know, you, you do need that. But at the same time, I understand the frustration of West Ham fans. They, they, you know, they pay a decent amount of money to to watch the team that run the least in the league, and we all know that. Yeah. And they must drive them mad. But it was a good win for Liverpool, and it means that they keep up with Burnley, who are also on nineteen points. Yeah. But Burnley have had an incredible start yeah. of the season. Well, that, I thought that, you Picking know, picking up away wins for fun. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And cracked it. Indeed they are. Um, Chelsea gave uh, Manchester City a helping hand by beating their closest rivals, Manchester United. I'm sure that's how they'll see it. (laughs) We'll have a say in this title race. (laughs) (laughs) We're the kingmakers around here. Um, And getting one over Mourinho in the process, of course. Uh, Conte didn't shake Mourinho's uh, hand, which was the big story of the match, I think you'll agree. He he was off, wasn't he? He Celebrating on the pitch. Yeah, he was. I I love his open disdain for Jose Mourinho. Yeah, they don't like... They they did have a bit of a handshake in the... um, When, I think, when Mourinho's team turned up right um they, they, i think Mourinho bumped into conte in the mm. tunnel and they had a bit of a handshake so that a, a very cursory one not, so not, did, did, did he whisper into uh, conte's ear like that, that'll do for two yeah don't need to do it at the end what, 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 Mourinho <laughs> before was he not complaying that conte was celebrating a fourth goal too much yeah, yeah saying that right. you should have respect oh, right, for your yeah, opposition yeah, yeah. Yeah. i mean that is ridiculous because Mourinho literally runs down the touchline he's ruined so many trousers oh yeah what i love about conte's reaction to that is basically no i don't have respect for you as opposition quite clear in that and also what Conte should have said to Mourinho was well listen last time I was diving into the crowd I'm, yeah. I'm not doing that yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm being more reserved than that well Conte set the record straight by saying handshakes is not important it's important to win the game to shake a hand could be important but it's not important but what is more important is what is on the pitch stop saying important <laughs> it's, what's, what's interesting with this, this little spat is that um I think Jose Mourinho is struggling to get his head around the concept of winding up a man who's always wound up. Anyway, exactly, yeah. yeah. You're wasting your time. He's already, it's already done for you. Mourinho said he shook Conte's brother's hand, which he said was just as good. <laughs> <laughs> That's just confusing. Does Mark Hughes have a brother? <laughs> well, maybe he can wheel him out and yeah. this will stop happening. Maybe Mark Hughes is like a brother. <laughs> everyone's shaking his They need a double. Hand. They need a stu- like a stunt double. Handshake the eight on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
that is what it's come to. Yeah. A handshake liaison. It's a, it's a wonderful idea. Mourinho was, has been at his finest this week because he said um, quite recently, I think it's uh, probably 25 trophies is the line that people need uh, to make a successful manager. How, some... many is, how many has he got out of, out of interest? 25. Yeah, OK, right. Yeah. I just wonder why he picked that number yeah. out there. Yeah. Including, you know, Euro, um, not Europa League because that is a genuine Community trophy. Shield. Yeah, Community Shield. Um, sort of I, right. think, I, think, I think he should have said 20... I think it is, I'm not sure. 24. Yeah. You need 24 mm. and I've got 25. <laughs> well, he said for, for some managers they still need to one, win one more trophy to reach that 25 level. Some need four, some need 12. Others need 25 uh, to reach that level. Mourinho has 25. Four more than Pep. 25 more than Pochettino. Yeah. Mm. I mean, obviously it's a very, a, a very sort of... Um, sort of clear reasons to why he's saying that at this point but <laughs> yeah. we, 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 we will laugh it up still I mean on this show we laugh it up all yeah. of course it's but great though the I think it's the thing with this though is this tends to happen before it all falls apart for Jose and we feel like a, it feels like it's a bit of a season early for that and mm. I feel like is this unbecoming of the Man United manager I mean, I know, I know he won stuff at Real Madrid, but this was a bit of a problem there as well, wasn't they? Well, didn't, they didn't problem. like the, the what, this kind that, of nature of it. Saying poking a, a fellow manager in the eye <laughs> isn't becoming of a top level man. <laughs> yes, yeah. in an arguably ambassadorial role. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean? He's yeah. not fit to if, lead his troops. If Mourinho could poke, <laughs> if Mourinho could poke another manager in the eye, who would you choose? Uh, who would? Oh, who would I choose? Yeah, for him to personally. Do it to. Oh, oh, there's a long list. Wenger. Oh. Wenger. No, I don't. Wenger. He Should... wouldn't. He thinks Wenger's gone. He's not. I think. <laughs> Too tall. Uh, you know what? <laughs> he is very, very pragmatic, really. Yeah. So yeah, because be... of how Mourinho uh-huh. is, I'd go with Eddie Howe, just because he'd spend yeah. the rest of the season going, "Why has he done that to me?" <laughs> it would get in, quite literally get in his head. I yeah. think, I think yeah. Eddie Howe would just start crying. Yeah. And then Eddie Howe, and then turn, <laughs> and then turn up to work really early the next day. Yeah. Right, that's what he does. It'd ruin him. No, I, th- I think he'd still have a go at Rafa. Yeah, yeah, big, yeah. Time. big time. Chelsea <laughs> legend Rafa Because he knows if he did it to Conte, Conte would turn around and kick the crap out of him. Or oh, there's a chance that would happen. So I don't think he would. Whereas, whereas Rafa, he would, he would love a lovely sly one and Rafa would just be like, well, what's the point? And what, then analyse it. But you know what he needs to do? He needs to do it exactly when Benitez does that quite cute thing where he takes his glasses off, folds them up, puts them in his back pocket. <laughs> then get in there then. Right in there then with the, with the fish hook. Right then. That's what he needs to do. But, um, the game itself, I, I, I have to say, because I, I really don't want this to go unsaid, every yeah. single game I watched this weekend was fantastic. It was, yeah. it was a great yeah. advertisement for the Premier League. A superb Sunday. It was. And we and we do jump on the back of, um, of the scheduling and the way that teams set up and these on these televised games and last weekend particularly wasn't very good but the one we've just seen was absolutely superb especially when you look at a lot of the you know very tight results elsewhere well, Stoke, who would have thought Stoke Leicester would have been mm. a brilliant 2-2 oh, it was great. fantastic but, although um, it was 2-2 when uh, Leicester won the league that's, uh, so is, and it was 2-2 the season before that as well there's an omen ladies and gentlemen but they didn't win for, the, league, for, the, the season before that yeah that's the omen ok right yeah. <laughs> um, and, and what about Alvaro Morata's header what, oh. a, what a delivery and oh. what a header I just love it when a header bends it's such yeah. an impressive so thing. it was Utterly delightful. It was one of my favourite goals this season. It's a textbook. Yeah. It, it, and I know people say textbook beautiful. a lot, but that was a textbook forwards header. Bloody beautiful. <laughs> when you see something like that, you think, ah, football. And when, and when he, re- he met the ball at the very top of his jump. Yeah. yeah. Which was mm. very enjoyable to see. And it was his first goal in six matches. And, and, and the two strikers, Lukaku and Morata, had been compared by that. that some of their early uh, season goals had dried up. So it was very important for Morata, that mm. goal, to get a goal in such a big game. The only goal of the game, of course, was Lukaku, a little bit quiet. and Yeah, but he also, was... he, he looks isolated, doesn't he? But it, does it, a bit. it looks very much like a sort of tactical isolation from from United's point of view, rather than the opposition shutting him down, because he's just, he, the, the service to him is, you know, I mean, it's David De Gea punting balls up to him at, at points, mm. you know, it, it seems well, very strange. With the caveat that I agree with you, Jim, that <clears throat> the way Mourinho sets up his teams, more often than not in big games, makes it tough for him. I still do think Lukaku is is... is 
going to really struggle to shake off that flat track bully type mm. hat, like moniker yeah. because he simply just does not look. Um, and I suppose he did hit the post a while back in a big game and he had a chance which he could have done better with. So I guess he is making chances for himself. There was a bit of a late he... flurry in this match, wasn't there, really, for Manchester United? But that was, that was mostly Fellaini causing all sorts. <laughs> <that, I reckon. laughs> Absolute all sorts. Well, we, yeah. we know what Mourinho does now. I mean, he, he, you know, he says 1-0 is the easiest result to get in, in football. There's our 1-0, you yeah, mug. Yeah. You know, at the end of it. But, um, but it, it, that's obviously how he, he sets up. So when they go and go behind and they need something, you chuck on the wrecking ball. But I, I love Marcus. You were, you were the first person to, to say this to my knowledge, uh, certainly in, 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 this, in this show, is that for all the money you chuck around football, for all the sophistication, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for all the fine margins... <laughs> If you get some nuisance value on there, it still works. <laughs> yeah, it still yeah, works. Great. Which, great. Is, which is why I think after his goal, Crouchy's got a future in that England side well, still. <laughs> a list has been in touch about that. I bet they have, yeah. and, as they should. But but it is true. There is something about a big bloke who's all arms and elbows, who can get his head on the ball, who can cause a bit of havoc. No matter your, your 50 million strikers and your 200 million pound forwards and all that, <laughs> there is still something in football at the top level well, for it, that kind of type it's, of player. It's, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is, is the essence of English football. It's I'm a glad very it's different alive. physicality, though, isn't it? It's like you're used to defending like a six foot one footballer, but you're not used to defending a, like a six foot eight one <laughs> you're really no, like, oh, you're too big and little lanky but he's big but he's not uh, he's not sort of he's not as tall as crouch but also he's quite sort of uh, he's a bit of a glute isn't he he's kind of oh, like he's, he's, a, he's mm. swinging his fate all over the place he's a nightmare for yeah. defenders yeah. <laughs> um, Matt you, Dickinson you, of the Times tweeted I don't know how Fellaini even got out of the womb <laughs> <laughs> with, that, with, those, with those elbows that's very good yeah oh my god and, and also um, I, I don't know if you guys share this and maybe maybe everyone does and I'm just behind the curve which is eminently possible I mean Phil Jones is a hapless bloke oh, he is isn't amazing it? isn't it I th- I he's think... had a pretty good season mm. that was a great finish under oh. pressure oh, I think wow. Morata Morata deserves sort of credit for using Phil Jones to do that he's pushed think, him onto the ball I don't even think that was a foul you know I, I, I come from yeah, I come, a... as someone who's, who's clogged his way through 200 <laughs> Sunday league games at centre back. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, you've got to be strong. I think there. it's bustle, isn't it? Yeah, that's just the bustle and bustle, bustle of exactly. the game. Yeah. Bustle, bustle. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna want an own goal that disallowed for hustle and bustle, then don't put Fellaini on. <laughs> it works both ways. <laughs> very true. Um, going back to Azpilicueta, he notched his fifth assist of the season. All five of those assists have been to Morata. He's got a lovely relationship, yeah. which for a guy playing in a back three is quite something, really. Mm. Um, only David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne have more uh, assists uh, this season, I believe. Which is uh, remarkable yeah. for Aspilicueta. One for your He's fantasy team, ladies and gentlemen. I've, I've, little, got, him in my fa- there. I've got him in my fantasy well, team. And, and you're, you're wise to do so. Uh, Conte was uh, furious with Chelsea's performance, of course, against Roma midweek in the Champions League where they lost 3-0 and their defending was piss poor. Yeah. And David Luiz dropped completely from the squad. Yeah, so the talk is that the, the debrief after that 3-0 defeat against Roma um, featured Kennedy and David Luiz not, in, in Conte's mind, behaving appropriately. Uh, so as a result, they were they were both dropped from the squad. Mm. And apparently, they were sat next to each other, weren't they? Apparently, yeah, they were in the stand. <clears throat> was it you, Pete, you were saying that apparently Kennedy was yawning his way through the whole thing? Well, no, he was yawning through a team meeting, I think, and that's why right, he got okay. dropped in the first wow. place okay, and right. also his other behaviour. <laughs> Maybe he's just tired. I mean, he's just it, sleepy. It's tiring being a professional athlete. The Jamie Kennedy Kennedy experience. <laughs> yeah. experience. What was that TV show back in the day on MTV? Yeah, Jamie yeah. Kennedy. Was, it, was he the guy in Scream? Uh, I think it might have been. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, That's what I know about him. So, yeah. <laughs> he, he, don't yawn or scream in, in, in when Conte <laughs> speaking, presumably. Uh, Man City, convincing against Arsenal, uh, Jim. They're eight points yeah. above Man United and, and Spurs. And to be honest with you, considering how Man City started the game, Jim, as an Arsenal fan, we quite happy just to lose 3-1. Well, yeah. I, I wouldn't go as far as happy, but <laughs> relieved to not be sort of more embarrassed than it could have been. I mean, it's one of those games, isn't it? It's just... 
you can't really sort of criticise Arsenal too too much because City are just just so clearly so far ahead of everyone else. I mean, I mean just, you can criticise the starting lineup. Though, yeah, one hundred percent. Much so. One hundred percent. The Lacazette thing is is getting frus- frustrating um, because he is the player that's most likely to, to dig a goal out of nothing. And I mean, to you know, to nuts Edison like that in in that context was pretty was pretty good. I think as Edison's well. a really good keeper. Mm. We have a lack of zest, right? Yeah, there's a very clear way to yeah. fix that. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. I mean, Aaron Ramsey tried to use Edison in, in much how uh, Morata tries to use Phil Jones to score. Yeah. Yeah. which was quite I mean that was uh, was it Nat, Nat Lofthouse in the famous uh, right, FA Cup, Cup final, final yeah. yeah there was a little bit of harking back to that I think, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 not only the fact that Lacazette does look a, a class and quite ruthless <clears throat> type forward <clears throat> excuse me um, I also think he would, game. he would do he would do well to he would do really well in, in terms of relieving the pressure on yeah. Arsenal you're playing away from home it's a good team and they're yeah. probably the, they are the best team in the league if they were more ruthless they would have scored six goals uh, in, that, in that game <laughs> And I know Arsenal got on the score sheet as well, and yeah, good for them. But Lacazette um, would have offered them a, a huge outlet. Yeah. And I think it was a real, um, not, only, not a real own goal, not only to not pick him, but also to play Coquelin in that well, position as yeah, well. It was very I mean, strange. The <laughs> assumption was Coquelin would be starting in the midfield, but obviously he started in the, in the back three. Um, and I, I think he, he wanted Alex Awobi because he's quite sort of powerful and quite good at holding the ball up a lot of the time, though he's had a fairly anonymous display. Um, and that was the explanation for Lacazette's. Um, um, starting on the bench and I just think it was the wrong call I, I, really you, I just don't know what sign also it sends out if you're going to spend whatever it is 50 million quid on the striker and one of the biggest games of your season you're not yeah. going to play it he should Please. be bedded in by now he's got exactly. six goals in the Premier League it's not like he's yeah. you know it's not like he's well, really I mean, sort it, of Alan Shearer Alan Shearer's tearing his hair out on matches well he doesn't have any hair he was, he was scratching his head yeah. on match of the day <clears throat> excuse me about Arsenal with, with the selection of the lack of Lacazette yeah. and, and also what the, the game plan you know he said well, fair enough they tried to sort of press but they all, they all just didn't do it. But mm. the, the funny thing is, if Lacazette was... I can understand maybe Giroud not being a, a, a forward who you'd think of pressing, although I yeah. think Giroud's a decent player. But at least with Giroud, you know, he, he could have held the ball up a bit more. He's a different type of outlet. But with, with, with Lacazette, you know, he does have pace. He's not yeah. just a number nine off the shoulder of the last man. He, there's a lot to his game. Yeah, I, I don't think Lacazette alone would solve that pressing. No, issue, no, of I mean, course. Because, you know, as, as was pointed out on match today, you need to press as a team. And there's a great yeah. example when... Um, um, Edison tackled Aaron Ramsey in the box and the ball came loose and Iwobi he probably wouldn't have got there but he didn't even make any effort to and a lot of the time with, a, with that sort of pressing game you aren't going to win the ball every time no. but you put the pressure on and you you, mm. you know you quicken the tempo of the opposition and you force them to make a mistake and you know City obviously swarm and do that so brilliantly but if Arsenal were attempting it it didn't um, it, it didn't show enough I, I also think there's, there's problems with Arsenal <clears throat> as far as they they look with that with that sort of four, front three of Awobi, who's very inexperienced. I'm not saying he's not yeah. physically strong, but he's very inexperienced. And Urza and Sanchez. Sanchez is is tenacious, but he's not that. He wouldn't say he's that strong in terms of a mm. huge. You took if you if you took a huge pool of he's up the, against someone like stronger. Yeah, exactly. And and then obviously Urza was, seems quite lightweight. So, and 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 the players at, at Arsenal, what I find, are quite robust. Players like Xhaka and Kalasinac. I mean, Klasnach is new to the Premier League, so that's sort of fair enough. But Xhaka, he just doesn't have the right temperament. Mm. He had to be subbed off after that goal that they thought was offside. It was, it was just about offside, but it was much closer than Grant Xhaka thought. Mm. And they, they had to sub him off yeah. because he was going to get himself sent off. You've got to play to the whistle in that situation. Yeah, well, what, they should all know that. Exactly. And so I think, whether it be Giroud, I think Lacazette is better than Giroud, personally. But Giroud would also give you that option. Mm. He would give you that option of an outlet. I mean, mm-hmm. just to relieve the pressure, you know run the channels, hold the ball up, all that kind of stuff. He was pretty dreadful midweek though, wasn't he? He was completely off. Uh, I didn't see that game, the nil-nil, I didn't see it, but apparently it was one of the worst football matches yeah. of all time. So <laughs> I, I, I don't <laughs> have anything to, to offer on that. <laughs> My highlight of the whole situation was Graham Souness at half-time sort of temporarily forgetting himself and referring to the six-yard box as the goalkeeper's small box. 
<laughs> I love that. The goalkeeper in his small box. It really tickled me. But he called really... the 18-yard box a large box. Of, of the big box, presumably. Yeah. I'd prefer I that. I like it. I think that should, going forward, that should, that should be what it's called. Your, no, it's a small box. Well, is your own house... It is your own house. Is your, I'm starting off now. Is, is your, is your own house. house. <laughs> he calls the 18-yard box his house. That's how, this is my house! That's how a homie is. That's how a homie is as a yeah. former player. The, the D is his jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah. I, can, yeah. I can imagine Tim Howard shouting that when he's a golfer in the, the United States. There was... No, that, the, 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 your own half must be the even bigger box. Yeah. Ah. And then the whole pitch. Yeah, the okay, gigantic box. The rectangle. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, it's, it's, an, it's an intriguing did bit you, of Did you see the uh, goalkeeper in the, I think it was Bundesliga, uh, trying to keep oh, the Oh, the Mindskeeper. Yeah, the Mindskeeper. The ball class. stopped, he stopped the ball yeah. on the penalty spot. For the ball. He looks down with his pr- sort of peripheral vision, sees what he thinks is a ball and tries to kick the penalty spot. Yeah. Uh, where it, and, and the ball goes behind him. Luckily, they didn't, uh, they didn't concede did, it no, no, it's one of the most bizarre clips. Oh, it's beautiful though, wasn't it? It's just the way he yeah. goes, whoa. Yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. The, the <laughs> Cartoon-like. Mainz, the Mainz goalkeeper in the Bundesliga, probably a lot of you have seen it, but I, I've had it quite funny with, with Arsene Wenger. His side were fairly convincingly beaten. It wasn't a hammering, but you know, mm. if they'd taken their chances, it would have obviously been more by the nature of that. He moaned about the penalty decision and Silva being offside for the third goal. And then he said, referees don't work enough and the standard drops every season. And Pep was asked, Sort of similar questions, and he just went. Well, the penalty was a penalty. The offside was offside, but we won because we were better. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty. They're all things. Yeah. And I and I thought to myself, yeah, that, that, that that's a man absolutely who's, true. Who's... I think I think Wenger, for a man who's built a reputation on not being able to see anything, being able to see that penalty <laughs> clear, yeah. as clear as day. I mean, he's probably watched it back. I understand that, but if he has watched it back, then he he's either you know he's he's knowingly lying, mm. or he has no idea what a penalty is, yeah, isn't, I which I find hard to believe given he's got 400 years management well, experience. Yeah, I think, well, he's obviously very very blinkered in his view though, isn't he? But I, 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 of course it was a penalty. I, th- I think it's quite harsh on Sterling as well to say we know he, he dives well to sort of call his... Um, Try to sign his, him in the in, summer. Well, exactly, yeah. to call his integrity into, into question is, is unbecoming. Yeah, um, I agree. Quite, it's I a, sure. well, it's well, a bit Pep, naughty. Pep sort of brought up um, last October's Arsenal match against Burnley. Where uh, I think Cockland, somebody scored with yeah, a hand. Oh, was it Kishelny? Scored with his hand, and you're like, "Go on, did you go back in the archives Ooh. on your phone yeah. and well, find last time Arsenal cheated?" I think that was, <laughs> think that was in the post-match, though. I think we've got Wardiola. Yeah, he did it in the post-match. So, so in between coming off the field, going right, I need an example, guys. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Guardiola knows, knows it. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon, he's a bit yeah. of a pervert for that sort quite. of stuff. Quite. <laughs> Although it's quite, it's not really Guardiola-like because he he normally just thinks of his team when his team are playing well. He doesn't really give a damn too much of what anybody else is doing. Mm. So there's a bit more, you know, <laughs> other managers kind of uh, tactics there. I did, but did Arsenal needed to go behind before they started playing, and that's disappointing Indeed, though, yeah. for everyone. Arsenal host Spurs, of course, after the international break. Mm. But Peter Donaldson is going to host the correspondence after this break. It was like the part in the Red Sea. People just went... Bloop. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's now time for correspondence with Pete. It is time for correspondence. Oh, excuse me. Oh, we've all got frogs oh, in our throats. We've all got froggies. Last show, yeah. we were talking about not having them, and now we've been cursed with them. Mm. Mm. Terrible. Uh, hello to Will. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Hi, Will. <laughs> Having recently moved to uh, Leatherhead in Surrey, oh, okay. uh, I was on. due an Ikea run. So after work this Thursday, I drove to the Croydon store. Having spent a largely frustrating time meandering my way through endless showrooms, I found what I'd come for and headed downstairs to the warehouse section to collect the flat-packed items. I found the relevant aisle, and along it was a fairly tall man in tracky bottoms and a hoodie, stood up on the back wheels of his trolley, gently swivelling around. As I moved further along the aisle, the man shouted something in a deep German voice to a young lady behind me, who I presume was his other half. It was half affectionate, half authoritative in tone. Uh, German, basically. Uh, at, uh, <laughs> at this point, I realised it was none other than West, Ham's, West Ham United's club record signing, Marco Arnautovic. 
Oh. I enjoyed the thought that A, he shops at IKEA, and B, doesn't simply opt for online delivery but goes to collect the items himself. The trolley swivelling was questionable, though. Uh, the, uh, an injury could have occurred, but what Slava Bilic doesn't know won't hurt him. I imagine he doesn't care at this point. Yeah. Uh, not really yeah. a highlight of the week, just an unusual <laughs> setting to see a Premier League footballer. Cheers, he's, Will. He's also Austrian, not German. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the idea of him sort of like driving the trolley around like a little kid. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine exactly the time, the kind of mood he was in, because he always seems quite disinterested. Mm. So I imagine mm. he was just being impatient and just staring off into space. Yeah, I've got going to IKEA with Marco Olnatovic. That, <laughs> that guarantees a row. I, mm. I feel sorry for Marcus because I think when the email yeah. started there, it was talk of Leatherhead, and I think Marcus thought he might be able to dust off his old Leatherhead reserve story. Yeah, um, and it was nothing about Leatherhead. No, but I was quite relieved actually. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I'll just move to Leatherhead, and I found some evidence. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> you go down there, get yourself another bench. That's yeah. true. That's true. Leatherhead drew with Billericke in the, uh, in the FA Cup first round. But yeah. lovable Billericke. FA Cup first did, round. Did they bit. miss a cutting edge? <laughs> a thirty-five-year-old speller. I tell you what, <laughs> a rounded edge. <laughs> um, we got an email from a young man by the name of Cody from Hillsborough, Oregon. Oh, hey. Cody's back. He simply says, "Touche." And right. then he goes on to say, please learn the difference between begging the question and raising the question you've never actually done or noted the former. Right, Cody, round two, mate. <laughs> He's speaking in Cody. You will re- not learn. <laughs> your review of the Big Orton Duke Shaw app on iTunes. Uh, the app doesn't allow playing or downloading the background, blah, blah, blah. It's good that it... It's good that Is has a conglomerate of all the shows. There we go. Incorrect use of the English language there. Uh, during a Patrick J. Adams suits Ask Me Anything on Reddit, you asked Patrick why he was watched towards his body. You said you'd been watching the show since its premiere. You spelt premiere without the E, a premiere coming from the uh, feminine of the adjective premiere and is short for premiere representation, <laughs> meaning first presentation there, Cody. Cody, he'll, there, Cody. he'll keep doing this. Yeah. On the Championship Predictions Forum on Reddit, you came up with the following results for the weekend. Wolves 1, Fulham 3, incorrect. Bristol yeah. City 1, Cardiff 2, incorrect. Barnsley 0, Birmingham 2, incorrect. Derby 1, 1, uh, with Reading, incorrect. Brentford 0, Leeds 2, incorrect. And finally for now, Middlesbrough uh, and Sunderland goalless, incorrect. Thank yeah. you for getting in touch. Short at thefootballramble.com if you want to have another pop. Or Cody at thefootballramble.com. <laughs> yeah. We'll get that set up and if, if we have to, we'll do a separate show. <laughs> but Cody, you will, you will not learn. No, yeah. I, I'm enjoying no. it. I'm, enjoy, I'm enjoying Cody. <laughs> at and, least someone is. And I'm, I'm not someone who, I always criticise you for criticising the listeners, but you know, uh-huh. you, as we always say, on the show, you come at the king, you best not miss. Yeah, exactly. you, you found one that you really, really dislike. Yeah, but the reason why Pete likes it is he gets to check out certain corners of the internet. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. And, and I also think you guys don't, I mean, you guys don't agree, that's fair enough, but just, the, the law of averages states that some of our listeners are going to be pricks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unbelievable. A quarter well, no, of the, it's, a quarter it's of the choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quarter, exactly. A very, 50%, 50% having, of this rumour prick. Hang on. <laughs> They're all right. Um, <laughs> having, having met a lot of our listeners from the live shows, the vast majority of you, of course, are absolutely lovely. lovely. Which oh, means lovely. you think some of them are pricks. Yeah. yeah. The ones oh, yeah. that don't come to the show are pricks, yeah. I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your mate who came, Jim. No, I'm joking. <laughs> do, do um, his dad. <laughs> do you want a couple of Facebook comments? Yeah, I'd love them. Yeah, this love is them. On, on a theme. Jason Cannon says, At the risk of, in, of Luke insulting me, I've enjoyed Watford's wobble since he tipped them for a good season. Wanker. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Jake Young, this is a nice one for you, Marcus. Oh, no. Pin your ears back. This is oh. for you. Jake Young says, Big big Peter Crouch booking ah. his seat on the Spelzy Airlines double-decker party <laughs> plane all the way to Russia next summer is my highlight of the weekend. That gives me a business idea, that does. <laughs> and I'm going to need your help, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Jaco van der Volt says, uh, my highlight is Paolo Gazaniga doing a fine job oh, yeah. of standing in for two of Spurs' most crucial elements. Hugo Lloris's gloves and Toby Alderweireld's hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's. Um, I, uh, Pochettino brought him over from Argentina, I think. Southampton. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's it's like it's, he sounds like he's a family friend or something like that. I think that, that he's known him for a while, so he's kind of like, yeah, just sit on the bench. You'll be third, fourth choice keeper. You won't have to play. But it was nice that when he did play, he was he's actually right. decent. Yeah. You know, he so made some was, really good saves. Yeah, yeah. No. There was one moment when um, Zaha missed that open goal where you thought Lloris wouldn't have let that. Yeah. Would, there's no way Lloris would have no. made such a poor decision to not come and get that yeah. um, but other than that I thought he did okay yeah. but couldn't Hodgson Palace need points not performances they do but they are getting better performances so that is well, uh, I think they've got a chance of picking up some good points if mm. you look at the games they've got coming up and um, based on that showing against Spurs in which I thought they were decent yeah. that they might just be okay yeah well, but they do, they do need to because Bournemouth, um, uh, you know, we'll come to Bournemouth in a minute, sorry. We mentioned uh, Everton and, and Watford and Watford did lose the game, but we've got to talk about that because what a match it in, was. In a, packed, in a packed weekend of excellent football matches, that was arguably the best. It was super. Yeah. What a second half. I know. And it was a long second half as well. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was, it was gutting for the neutral that uh, cleverly missed that penalty because yeah. had he have scored, it would have been in the 100th minute, I believe. But still though, it's all, all drama, isn't it? Oh. I think both of those penalties were quite unlucky in terms of, the, you know, those that conceded them. Because um, oh, the slip. slipping, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's absolutely a penalty, but, but it's completely accidental. But he slipped because Lennon was too good. Because yeah. Lennon's change of direction was so good mm. that um, he couldn't he couldn't mm. do anything about it. He had, he had no choice. But also Pickford, where his foot landed, just just happened to um, well, that was a to trip Richarlison. Oh, absolutely, but at the he same time, trip him, do you think? think? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I felt maybe, I don't know. Maybe you're maybe you're more cynical than I, am, Marcus. But I, th- I thought he was quite unlucky with just how he landed. Yeah, well, quite possibly. And we we won't know until we ask Pickford, um, yeah. which we won't bother with. Um, but David Unsworth, he got a ruddy win, and, and and what was lovely for him about that is that. Big Sam Allardyce seems to be the favourite for the job at the time of recording. Of course, it hasn't been. Um, it, no one's been instated as the the permanent manager, but it was so nice because Unsworth clearly loves the club, yeah. and and a lot of people at the club love him, and so he'll always have a win at Goodison under his under his yeah. formidable yeah. belt. Apparently, he um, he signed for for Villa, I think it was <laughs> during his career, and then found out like yeah, an hour right. later that Everton were interested, and he grew up supporting Everton, so he yeah. basically said. Can I? Can we undo all this? Yeah, I remember I that. I, w- I want to be caretaker manager. Well, and speaking of penalty takers, how good was Unsworth putting away the penalty? Oh, he was, oh, he was great yeah. penalty taker. Well, yeah. didn't, didn't yeah. Ben's beat his uh, penalty record? Did he, he really? He gave him like a false telling off at the end of the match. Oh, oh nice. telling off. I'd have I, taken him off him. Great. That's right, go on, Jim. I was just going to say it was great to see Leighton Baines score, but also like when that yeah. shot he had in the first half when he had to like readjust his body, mm. you could almost hear his hinges creaking. As yeah. he <laughs> He'd probably write a song about that one day. <laughs> um, and and I, I, the point I just wanted to make um, was that for all Everton's sort of tribulations and trials and, and difficulties they've had so far this season, and we've talked about that to the cows come home, one thing maybe we haven't mentioned often enough is actually how young their squad appears to be. Mm-hmm. If you go through their team, <clears throat> you've got um, Rooney. No, not Rooney. You've got, you got Jordan Pickford's young, Michael King's young, John Joe Kenny, Tom Davis, Ben Ingemi started the game. Um, Calvert-Lewin came off the bench. Uh, Calvert-Lewin came off the bench. Mason Holgate's young. I said Davis. Oh, sorry. So you've got about nine of that, of that first team squad yeah. in that game where mm-hmm. they battled back 2-0 down mm-hmm. against a decent enough team um, to win, it's a fantastic testament. It really yeah. is because those players are so inexperienced. Uh-huh. And, you know, good for them. And it's good to see Calvert Looney. Obviously, got the winning goal. He did get the winning goal in the in the England uh, Under Twenties World Cup final. Always good to revisit that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but it, but it's good to see him getting a run out 
consistently at a big club in the Premier League because you know, sometimes people are concerned, rightly so, yeah. that some of the younger players, they don't get a chance at, um, you know, at, uh, at that level having done so well at age uh, cap tournaments. Um, but uh, Everton, you know, it, it was a scrappy win. Yes, they've got to win and that, that's the kind of thing that can lift the club. You know, yeah. just get a win mm. uh, kind of thing. And if it's a last minute penalty and, and you score and then they miss, then fine. You've, you, yeah. they've, got the, they've got the win. But, you know, Sam Allardyce is the favourite to take the job. Apparently he wants Craig Shakespeare as his assistant. And I love that because he thinks, hang on a minute, he could be a bit of a lucky charm. Yes, yeah, yeah. That. yeah. Two <laughs> big boys on the touchline. <laughs> I mean, Watford and Silva should, should rightly be absolutely fuming because well, they were Gomez, two and cruising. I think Gomez coming off. That was a huge change. I really do. Change. Gomez has been really good for them yeah. in, in goal. And he was having a brilliant game. And, of course, they, they changed keeper. Now, the first goal, I know Gomez has been a little bit erratic in the past, but um, the way the keeper came out, a little bit unfortunate. Well, it was a mistake. And, yeah, and, okay. I, and I, also right. think, I also think he was nowhere near dominant, for the, dominant mm. enough for the dominant Calvert-Lewin header either. Yeah. Well, it was his Premier League debut, wasn't it? So it's, that's, you're throwing such a huge sort of um, variable there. That header, I mean, I've seen, and we all have probably, I've seen Saturday keepers that mm. I've played with come out and clean people out and take that ball for that Calvert-Lewin header. Yeah. He headed it from about three yards out. Now, I know there was a load of bodies between him, but if, I'm sorry, if you're a goalkeeper, you've got to be strong. Mm. You've got to dominate that small box. You have to go in there and <laughs> yeah. grab the I'm just I'm just casually chucking it in here. You've got to go you've like got to it. dominate. It's a serious point. You've got to go and yeah, get, the, yeah. get the ball because there's absolutely no reason for that mm. uh, for, for not doing that. And I think he was probably a little bit timid because as Jim says it was his debut, but also because he'd already made a mistake. Mm. So then you, you tend to go sort of safety first and don't make a decision. And that's what ended up co- uh, costing them really. Yeah, very much so. And um, Bournemouth got a much needed win away at Newcastle. Yes. Uh, it was. I didn't see this game. It was a huge win because we've not really mentioned Bournemouth that much, and and they they were down there. They were only I think three points above uh, Palace. Had a very really difficult start. Is that fair? They've had a they have had a tricky start, but they, they've sort of slightly gone under the radar with with other clubs struggling. Yeah. And you think Bournemouth are one of those ones that if the, if if that sort of continues, you, you maybe fear for them. You, now, you assume they will start picking up points, and um, yeah. Well, here they've done it, but, well, but, now, but it was a flat. huge. But it was one of those games, Jim, where they had chances. They they had a few near misses where they might have scored. And you think if you don't punish Newcastle here, that is a huge opportunity for three points. A point is always all right on the road, but when there's the three going, you, you've got to go and get it. And and they did. You know, ninety second minute winner, I, I think it was. So a, a huge one for them. Now Eddie Howe's job is not probably going to be in danger. Um, at Bournemouth, of course, but they have been below par this season, and you start going into that Christmas break, and you're down there, you're in nineteenth or whatever. Palace, you know, they're showing better performances, um, whereas Bournemouth, they, they still look quite likely, and it doesn't look disgracefully bad. Do you know what I mean? The teams you're most likely fear for at this point, I would say, would be West Ham and Swansea. Yeah, yeah. because the other teams are showing stuff. Oh, but West Brom. <laughs> Under, yeah, under, they're, they're sinking like a stone. He's beginning to feel the pressure there as well. But the, the reason I wonder, I can't remember off the top of my head, but the reason I wonder whether Bournemouth have had a trickier start than some other teams is because they're ne- I was reading earlier, their next three Premier League games mm-hmm. are Huddersfield, Swansea yeah. and Burnley at home. So it's a chance. If they're Burnley away are absolutely well, rampant. Yeah, so, but generally speaking, you think they were winnable games. Yeah, well, Newcastle, though, they'll be disappointed to lose at home to Bournemouth, of course. Benitez knows this. And he even raised his voice in the dressing room after the game. Goodness me. Snapped uh, his glasses in front of them. Apparently, <laughs> apparently he didn't even do that um, in Istanbul in the no. half-time of the Champions League final. So he must <laughs> no. have been fuming. Well, he thought, well, this is lost. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Lascelles is a doubt for the Manchester United match. Well, when he came off, it was kind of, they looked a little bit more disorganised and stuff. Mm. And I think that's why they all got scored. But it's just, you guys just look so flat up front. It's just they've got nothing. Mm. They really a... and, he, and he seems incredibly... Uh, he just doesn't want to play uh, Mitrovic at all. He absolutely detests that man. <laughs> yeah, and and, so, and and you're right though, Pete, because they played two up. From what I saw, they played two up front with um, Gale and Hosselu, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's toothless in Premier League. Well, like Hasselu, yeah, I think he's he's good, but like he's not a striker. Like, he's not a striker. He's not going to put the ball in. He's a it. Benita striker. He's a, he's a he's a big guy. He can hold up the ball and stuff, but he, but he's just not um, clinical enough. And to be honest, Gale starting like that was quite um, positive. I thought it was a positive sort of because we needed the three points. And Newcastle mm. needed the three points, um, but they just weren't clinical enough. They I just think, weren't. I think with Hasselu, he's he is a type of forward. Benitez looks at that side and thinks, I don't have a goal scorer. So actually, what I want is because obviously money's a little tight to mention up there. Ashley's still in charge of the club. Um, I want someone who's going to be functional. Yeah, who we can. Who but, can but who there's, a, no, there's no reason really. Hosselu shouldn't be eating up balls from Matt Ritchie on the on the flanks. Yeah, right? now Matt Ritchie's been, um, I think, a lead assist maker for for other he's, people. He's, but he's a he's a great player. Man. I would get Matt Ritchie every time we get the ball shoot. And I, yeah, and I agree. <laughs> and I agree, with, you, I agree with you with um, with Dwight Gale. If they get, if they get relegated this season, Newcastle, he'll score. 30 goals next season oh, in the championship yeah, yeah. but he's at the Premier League level he doesn't seem to be able to do it yeah I don't, that's what I don't understand he, he just seems a bit, a bit too well, it's just, lightweight it's maybe because the Premier League's hard, hard oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, is sorry. it time to get Shola back you know we've talked about <laughs> one two of his goals although a record of his was equalled uh, on the weekend uh, Peter Crouch he came off the bench obviously scored Stokes equaliser lovely header it was his 142nd substitute appearance in the Premier League equaling Mr. Amiobi's record. Wow. Yeah. What a record to it's, hold. I imagine he scored more than 50 goals. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud. Would you like to see Crouchinho in, in, as, a, as a nuisance value option? It's, next uh, summer? Him and Carroll. They've imagine imagine starting up top. After, Beckham all, on the, after all we've been through, imagine, <laughs> imagine if England start the World Cup in the summer with Crouch and Defarge front. <laughs> it could happen. A couple of injuries that could happen. Defoe might very well be in the squad, you know, yeah. so it's not uh, as, as ridiculous as it sounds. Harry Kane, ACL. Yeah. Coming this May. Oh, God, come on. Come on. Don't yeah. that. Coming Stop this May. Coming this May. <laughs> Harry Kane's legs right, stop exploding. <laughs> we're going to go to a break because I don't want to hear any more of this. And we're going to talk about the FA Cup first round after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
I deeply regret the comments I made. Could have him back soon. Is, that from, is that from his, his first press conference as a West Ham? I deeply regret my interest in this job. Um, the preview show is out on Friday morning, of course, when it always is, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be looking ahead to the international break. Marvellous stuff. Um, will we have a new better in the hot seat, Luke? We won't because Steve Durr for all his bravado yeah. and all his big talk, has only gone and pulled it off. Go on, Duro. <laughs> um, he's earned the right to be in the hot seat for International Week after his bet of a Man City win and over three and a half goals in the game earned £130 for Prostate Cancer Super. UK. So Steve will be back in touch with us on Friday for his <sighs> international bet. Hopefully, if he gets this one in, he'll be setting himself up for the first ever hat-trick. 5-0, oh. England, Germany. Woo! And I was thinking, um, I was also... It was 5-1, Pete. The problem, right. <laughs> yeah, one better. The, the problem with this is that um, we're gonna, if, if someone gets a hat-trick of correct best bets with mm. bet three, it's five. We have to kill him. We, give, well, we have to give him an ORE, which Ooh. is all oh. of the Ramble Empire. Yes. Yeah. Steve Durr is actually American. So oh. they, they can't get OBEs. So now, we're we, different, though. We're yeah. more global. Ours so, is better. What I'm saying, Steve, is I might not give it you. <laughs> <laughs> if you decide it's too early in the season yeah. to give out an OR. I'm just kidding. So we'll look forward to see what Steve comes up with on the show on Friday morning. You can get honorary ones, can't you? Yeah, you can get honorary ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you are. Well, not the same them, is it? When we get a podcast award, <laughs> we will file off the name and write uh, ORE. I'm, I'm we will send it to Steve Durr. There I'm, you always, are. I'm always confused whenever people refer to the Ramblers, the award-winning football. We don't win shit. We never win anything. Because we never attend them, that's why. That's, no, that's we, why we won an award at that fake awards that our mates set up that that's time. right yeah. that counts <laughs> take it that's what they all are really that's what they all start <laughs> exactly. exactly yeah it's like the FIFA Pro winner who's well, hang on yeah it was a Ballon d'Or a minute ago nonsense well, not you, interested were you in for that as well uh, in my head I, I voted for myself <laughs> um, and, and won 1-0 um, let's go to the <laughs> FA Cup first round there was there were some cup sets mm. uh, ladies and gentlemen National League Boreham Wood beat League One Blackpool first time they've ever beaten a football league club Boreham Wood fantastic Bore on. Yeah, bore off, Blackpool. Um, they're in the hat for round two. Well done, Boreham Wood. I think it was an 88th-minute winner, which is always pleasing for the oh, little side. It's, annoying, it's it? lovely stuff. You see the stadium, <laughs> yeah. and you can see like the row of houses behind. You know, like, kind of long <laughs> enough to go, we, we can actually do this yeah. without getting so knackered, you then ruin it. They're in round two, Jim, just one Brilliant. away. I love from, uh, from an away... Third round FA Cup is my, um, my favourite weekend of the season. Mm. Domestic season. Yeah. <clears throat> I love it. I'm glad you said domestic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it World Cup, yeah. <laughs> um, League 2, Carlisle United knocked out League 1, Oldham Athletics. So Clint Hill and Carlisle be in round two. Yeah, and was that Clint Hill's 650th appearance as a professional footballer? You'd know. Around, it's around that. Yeah. He, good for him. <laughs> what a servant. How do you know that on the top of your head? You clearly don't. No, I don't know. It. I, I, I might be wrong. I don't imagine there are many Clint Hill statisticians out there, Pete. So we, I think I'll probably be okay. But yeah, leave him a text. Carlisle United Day. Eh? Could be their year, ladies and gentlemen. With, well, for their with, year for what? For, for round three. Okay, right. Okay. You know, my, Clint my, Hill will want to respect his friend Luke Moore by getting into that third round yeah, of us, the weekend, and it'll be your favourite weekend and a, an added incentive. I, I would like to have seen Gainsborough Trinity in the hat, but they were well beaten by Slough Town, sadly. Yeah, what yeah. a name for a team, though. Gainsborough Trinity. Gainsborough Rocks City. Uh-huh. And who else is not in the hat for round two? Portsmouth and Hartlepool? Oh, United? Portsmouth mm. Beaten by Luton, yeah, terrible. Yeah, awful. Lots of people on Instagram um, of the Portsmouth official Instagram, which is actually quite a good follow. I'm sure. Um, lots of people <laughs> saying jack it out. Too early for me. And maybe they just say it's getting colder or something. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but, but, but there's a lot of jacket out going on. Oh, right. jacket. Okay, yeah. right. Um, <laughs> and I'll tell you, Marcus, you didn't put this in the running order, so I'll, I'll just give him a mensch. Yeah. Uh, Maidstone um, of the National League had yeah. an amazing result. They beat Cheltenham Town handily yeah. at Cheltenham. Yeah, that was, yeah. 
I thought that one of you guys would pick up the pieces. Did there. you? Well, there you go. No problem, mate. Have so well done, mate. And then and we've got to mention National League South, Oxford City. 1-1-0 one, one away to League 2, Colchester United. That's a great result. That is a great result. The beautiful city of Oxford. I, wish, have them. I really wish Portsmouth would get to the third round. <laughs> I knew they would be really gutted about that. <laughs> yeah. and, and as you should be. As you should be. But of course, Peter, Newcastle United will be in the third round, whatever happens. Not even Mike, Because they're in the Premier League. Not even Mike <laughs> Ashley can put the kibosh on that. Look forward to them getting beaten in the third round at By... home to... We can't um... get beaten by Brighton this year, really, because they're not technically a championship. They're not, they're not a league law than us. No, so we usually true. get beat you know... by Forest or... Right, yeah, Forest is Oh, yeah, ch- yeah, championship yeah. side will definitely knock, yeah. knock yeah. Newcastle out. But... Um, I, I was thinking to myself, there's no kind of update on the sale. And then I thought, are they waiting until Black Friday? For a cheeky bit. Buy them high, sell them cheap. Indeed. Mm. It's time now, ladies and gentlemen, for Going for Gold. It is time for Going for Gold. Uh, I'll just press this button if I can. There we go. When going for going for... Lord. Um, Lord. Before we get into this, can I just say, for the record... You're still uh, angry? Well, no, it's... look. I'm just gonna... <laughs> and you, you say I get upset. I still, I still got to go to... You still got to go to Leeds and get a result. Was it Leeds? I can't remember now. Middlesbrough. Get, get something. Yeah. It was Middlesbrough. I'm not surprised you blocked that out, you remember. Um, <laughs> but can I just say, those of you who are keen-eared um, will know that Jim wasn't on the show last Monday. So he, oh, that's he, true, yeah. He didn't have a chance for going for Glass. Luke and Jim talked missed, about this before missed, we recorded the preview show. He missed the hiss-hiss. Jim, Jim was right on my... Jim, <laughs> you're I, on my side. I, I am. I agree with you. Lads, it's just a game, can't you? Know? So for the avoidance of doubt, yeah. when someone says stop it... This is not against 50, you, Marcus. 50% when, of the podcast are pricks. Concur. Duly not. You're not going to get this one, stop yours. Just when someone says stop, fucking stop. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. There's a clue in the word. Yeah. yeah. Is, is it, think of it as an instruction. <laughs> I've got my buttons back. Think of it as an instruction because that's what it was specifically designed. Lord. There we go. Very we go. nice. That button's like your red chair on Grey Norton. <laughs> David Weirs. Thank you for these uh, clues, David Weirs. You are a Solid gentleman. Uh, I was born in Frankfurt, Germany, on July 25th, 1980. Stop. Lucas Podolski. Not Lucas Podolski, no. Stop. Thomas Hitzelsberger. No. Nice one. Would you like a... Would you like a crack... (laughs) (laughs) Despite winning 76 caps for my country, I could not match my father's mark of 135. Oh, that's a very good clue. Mm. Good, isn't it? Yeah, interesting. Is. Sometimes was... I get so interested in this, I forget that I'm in it. Oh, this is nice. What was the father? Did you say the father's mark? 135. Good, isn't it? Mm. Very good. I, I don't know it. I played in the 2002 and 2010 World Cup, but not the 2006 World Cup. Stop. No, you see, I started saying stop. No, I know, this is fine. All right, this yeah. is fine. Luke's guess. Um, Miroslav Closer. Incorrect. I knew it wasn't him, I realised. 2002 and 2010, did you say? Yeah. Okay. Go on. Among others, I played for Eintracht, uh, Mainz, and also Celtic at various points in my career. Oh, that's spells he's going to get that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Am I? Uh, sorry, Eintracht, Mainz, and Celtic. And Celtic. Celtic. If you can repeat. Oh, no, the you're, you're the other half of Glasgow. You won't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> On March 25th, 2012, I was sent off in the Old Farm d- Firm Derby. Old Farm. In the Old Farm. Old Firm Derby in the 29th minute uh, via a straight red. Which year was that? 2012. Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't think. I was long gone. I should know <laughs> this. Long, yeah. I should really know this. It's I'm really annoying. I'm thinking the guy probably wasn't German in some sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake well, clearly, out, yeah. It's not... 
I didn't play in the 2014 World Cup either, but I did make the finals of an international tournament in 2015. Stop. Go on, get it for crying out loud. Mikhail Lustig. Incorrect. Oh. Oh, damn it, you see this? <laughs> Final question, gentlemen. Oh, but, no. Pete, when, when, what, go to the first clue again. Where was he born? So he played in 2002 and 2000. Yeah, where was he born? He was born in Frankfurt, Germany. Right. But he can't be German because he, there's no way. He, he, no, he's not that he, many he, caps. Yeah. I don't think yeah. he is. Well, 2002, 2010. Yeah. Carry on. This is beautiful. I love you, David. Uh, I was named the right back in the 2015 AFC Asian Cup team of the tournament, joining three of my South Korean countrymen. I've got nothing. It's Chaduri! Oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 76 caps of my country. I couldn't match my father's mark of 135. Well played. One of, yeah. the, greatest, Fair one enough. of the greatest South Korean footballers ever. Um, thank you very much. Uh, if you want to get involved, uh, if you just want to say hello, sure. If you sure want, at thefootballramble.com. But if you've, if, you've no. got, if you've got gold clues, they send that one to you. at thefootballramble.com. Yeah. Yeah. Allow me to finish. Make it. Allow me to finish because that's what I do. Stop. You're going for gold. <laughs> Make it. There's no point doing stupid players like that. <laughs> I get the points this time, don't I? You do, no, yeah, I think that's do. my first one of the season because I think you no. got it every time. He gets the point. Right, yeah. David Weir Because you never did the clues. You can't be asking the clues. You can't <laughs> take yeah, the point. Fair. You're I'm just helping the, people. You are now just the messenger. Helping people. You're to the get go involved. for gold messenger. As the Look ultimate, at them. As They're the, so bitter when they don't win. The so bitter. No, we, we're saying that you didn't win. <laughs> as the old saying goes, if you want the points, you've got to put the work in. <laughs> <laughs> There we are. That's it, uh, everybody. Any more for any more? I've got nothing else, I don't think. Uh, no, I haven't. No. <laughs> I'll check out On The Continent every Wednesday. Um, subscribe by searching On The Continent wherever you get your uh, your pods. It's about European football and it features uh, James Horncastle and Andy Brassel. In my mind, it's the uh, the finest European football show out there. <laughs> so give it a bash and don't forget we'll be back on Friday. Right? We'll be back on Friday for the preview show, of course. Say goodbye, Luke. Uh, goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. goodbye Pete. See you later. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.